Ladies and gentlemen, fellas, 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 we're mocking today. What's up? What's happening? All you haters can get at me. Shout out TI. What's going on in the podcast? What's going on in the YouTube streets? Sal Vetcher here. Like I said, it's Friday. I'm probably going to release this on a Friday. I got this scheduled to go out in a week or so. But I'm going to be drafting in this mock draft from the two slot. And I got a little bit of a strategy that's in mind. But I saw some person, and I do read the comments. And if you're an asshat in the comments, I just smack you with that ban and I never see you again. So you waste your breath. But if you're a good person in the comments and you actually have something to say, I will answer you. I'll usually like the message. I try and answer everybody. That is more people comment. It's getting very difficult to spend my time there. It's becoming uh, not possible, but I do try and see all of them. And I saw somebody said, can you draft from the two spot? I already got a video out on the two spot. I told the kid that. He said, well, can you do it again? And I said, come on, kid. What am I going to do here? But this is going to be from the two spot. So for you, whoever you are watching that, this one's for you. But selfishly, it's for me because I have a strategy that I'm going to try out. I'm not going to tell you this strategy right at the top of the show. And honestly, I don't know if I would actually run this out in a standard league PPR format. I don't think it's a bad strategy. I've seen a couple of people do it. It actually happened in one of the previous mock drafts we've done with some of the Discord members and some of the community members for free down below in the Discord. So I'm going to try it out. And from the two spot, I have a really good feeling that I'll be able to at least get the first maybe two guys that I want. But we'll see. And if I get the first two, there's a real good chance I get the first three. So we'll end up seeing from that. We're mocking. It's going to be a 12 team PPR format. We're using some expert rankings. I have my personal rankings that I'm going to be drafting with, which you can get right now in the Supreme Draft Guide. The thing's out. What are you waiting for? The limited time offer of only $10, 67% off right now. It's normally $30. Through Monkey Knife Fight is linked down below. Information on that you can find down below. Or if you're not eligible by the time you're watching this or the state that you live in, if Monkey Knife Fight's not applicable there, you can get it on the website below. All that stuff's linked down below. What are you waiting for? Not only is it a bunch of rankings, not only is it a bunch of tiers and team changes and premium analysis. There's stats, there's player profiles for all the new rookies and all a bunch of veterans over 125, closer to 150 player profiles currently. That is my Supreme Draft Guide, my draft kit for this year. It's on the site Fantasy Sports Focus. I own all that. Go ahead, check it out. You can support me. Another way, totally free to support me. Hitting that like button. Big old subscribe button pops up on the screen. Smack that. Take a second of your time. What are you doing? Otherwise, you should smack yourself if you haven't hit the subscribe button yet. Please do. About 30% of you don't subscribe per month. That's fine, but let's get that number a little bit lower. Why not? Grow this channel. It helps me continue to put out a ton of content. And if you grow it, it can make things like that draft guide and just other content pieces that I have free. People will sponsor it more. So thank you so much to Monkey Knife Fight for sponsoring it. Check them out. And also check out the subscribe button on the podcast version. Hit the subscribe button. Leaving a review. $50 per week I give out to one person who leaves a review. You got like a 20% chance of winning it based on the amount of people who actually leave reviews. So go ahead, do all that stuff. I'm trying to give back, but you have to help me out a little bit first, right? So we're going right now from the two spot. Appreciate you all being here. And let's just start this bad boy up. We're on sleeper.com. They don't sponsor the video, but if you're watching over from sleeper, come at your boy right now. Come get your boy uh, some sponsorships. Give me your money pretty much. So here we go. Starting it off. Let's see what the first pick goes within this draft. What do you know? The first pick goes to your man, Christian McCaffrey. Of course, I'm getting the obvious pick right here in the Saquon Barkley. And I might get a little bit spicy this year and go Saquon Barkley 1.1 overall. He's not there in the rankings, but in some of my drafts, right? I mean, if I'm in a situation where I can get Christian McCaffrey three times and zero times Saquon, I might just end up getting one share of Saquon. I get the idea of having all the shares of McCaffrey. So you have all your eggs in one basket. So if he does well, you don't have to leverage against yourself. But I kind of want some shares of Saquon. Obviously, if I get the second or maybe the third pick, I can get him. But I do like me some Saquon Barkley. But at this pick, I'm going to end up getting in this mock Saquon Barkley. I'll be honest with you. It's kind of the reason that I ended up going here was to get some Saquon Barkley. So let's see what starts to get drafted after us now. So we'll stop and wait right there. We'll pause the draft to just analyze what happened in this first round. I went Saquon Barkley. Michael Thomas goes third overall PPR format. I don't agree with that. I don't even think I have Michael Thomas. I think he's on the edge of my, let me pull up my top 150 on my end right here. I currently right now have Michael Thomas. Obviously it's not a terrible decision, but I'm taking like six running backs at least before I take Michael Thomas. And it might even be more than that. So six running backs right now before I take Michael Thomas, he's my seventh overall player. So taking him at the three, a little bit of a reach for me, but Davin Cook, Derek Henry, 
Adams, Kamara, Zeke goes late, Kamara goes late. Those guys are top four picks for me. So a little bit of the sleeper rankings here. I don't agree with Joe Mixon, Kenny and Drake, Hopkins, Josh Jacobs, all those things are fine. Let's see what happens with the second round. Uh, and, and we're going to start to see if I can actually land this strategy of mine. Cats out the bag because I couldn't land my strategy. I couldn't even get close. Both the guys I wanted ended up getting picked. So I've been in drafts this year where people go Saquon Barkley, then they get one of Mahomes or Lamar, and then they get Travis Kelsey, or I guess George Kittle if you really want to go with the another option there. But pretty much you're aiming yourself to set up to have likely potentially a really good odds at least to have the best running back, the best tight end, and the best quarterback. But unfortunately for me, the quarterbacks go very early in this one. Now, normally they're going in like the second or third round. I think you're going to start to see like Lamar and maybe even Mahomes going the first round of a lot of mocks. Once a ton of casuals flock the system come August, uh, but you get Mahomes going at the 2-5, Lamar at the 2-8, and then Kelsey at the 2-10. So everything gets blown out of the water. Slap myself silly. I don't end up to do my strategy. And honestly, my strategy is not the optimal strategy. This is just this draft. So if you're finding me for, for the first time, you're going to actually get to see my optimal strategy. I'm about to go back to back running backs here, but I wanted to spice it up a little bit on these, right? We don't have a ton of news coming in. We know Debo's hurt. We know David Njoku requests a trade, all this stuff that maybe it shifts your rankings a little bit here and there. Sony Michelle gets an injury, right? You get a uh, Cam Newton obviously was the biggest thing of the offseason outside of the early news when Gronk comes out of retirement. So these things are shaking our rankings like once a month, maybe. So in terms of not doing the exact same draft every single time, I change up the draft position. I try and change up the format, but I wanted to get a little bit spicy here. Get a number one running back, tight end, and quarterback that potentially can lead the league at their position. But no, 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 Sal, you can't do that today. So we're going to go back to back running backs here. Let me look at my ranks right now and see what's the best available at the running back position. So I go ahead and I get myself Todd Gurley with my second pick, then Chris Goblin and Mike Evans come off the board. I mean, Todd Gurley, I picked him in a recent draft as well, maybe two or three weeks ago in a mock draft that we did here on the channel. There's no running backs behind him. Saquon Barkley and Todd Gurley are now on my team in this mock draft. They are two of maybe the only three or four running backs in the entire league without a true backup. Christian McCaffrey, the first overall pick is another one. Outside of that, it's really hard for me to find another running back in the league where I go, hmm, there's no other guy in this entire backfield that's talented. Maybe Joe Mixon to an extent, but Trevion Williams is back there. I personally don't like Gio Bernard, but there's at least competition, right? Derrick Henry, they draft Darrington Evans. I think that he's going to actually play a role as the Deion Lewis satellite back there. We obviously know Aaron Jones and Nick Chubb's backfields and Austin Eckler's are going to have something behind them. So right now I have two of the guys that I think they're just going to have 300 plus touches because there's nothing behind them and can push for 350 plus if healthy in Saquon and Todd Gurley. I now have my third pick. And then in a recent mock draft in the third round, I ended up making a mistake. And I talked about it in a past video with a lot of subscribers who were in that draft. And I ended up going, I believe it was Allen Robinson in the third round over Leonard Fournette. I already had two running backs. I think I had Todd Gurley and maybe I had like Nick Chubb in that draft, something like that. But I went Allen Robinson because he was an elite receiver, wide receiver one for me, top 10 in my rankings, top eight, really. Again, you can get access down below. And I ended up passing on running backs. And then the next time they came around, there was not a lot of good ones left. I got sniped on Cam Akers. And I just ended up drafting like five receivers in a row after that to try and get ahead of other people at the position. But I'm not making that mistake this time. I'm going into the draft right now and I'm slapping the button on Leonard Fournette. And let me tell you why. I got three running backs in a row. Now, my ideal strategy to start drafts is two in a row and then three out of your first four. So we check both of those boxes off right away, right? And my next ideal strategy for running back would be getting four out of five running backs in my first four picks because then I'm done right? Then I'm done. Unless your league is drafting for 20 rounds, which I would recommend, I really don't have to draft more than one more running back. And I can just get a later upside type of a guy in an Anthony McFarlane, maybe a Joshua Kelly, anybody later in the draft that you want to take a shot on, fine, do it at that point. Then I can focus the next like four to five rounds after picking up that fourth running back on just going with a ton of wide receivers. So this is my strategy for this year. Tight ends, I want to get late. I'll double tap that position as long as you have enough rounds and quarterbacks. I want to get late as always, as I do every single year. So I feel really good right now. Look, Leonard Fournette, you can say what you want about him. Yeah, it might not be the greatest dynasty option, although I don't think it's 
it's terrible depending on the landing spot for him. Not a good track record of veteran running backs going to new teams, but still for this specific year, it's a Leonard Fournette in a contract year. Leonard Fournette in a contract year with Rykel Armstead, who they did draft last year behind him, but never got a ton of work last year. And an offense that we're at least hoping is a little bit better. And naturally the defense might get somewhat better for better game scripts. Leonard Fournette last year should have had, I don't know, seven or eight touchdowns, only goes out there and drops three touchdowns. So he's there for regression in that department. I'm not scared about Chris Thompson back there. I think Lavishka Chenault is great, but he's not a running back. People can say, oh, he's going to cut into Leonard Fournette's catches. All you guys are absolutely crazy out there. You're trying to make something out of nothing. He was one of the best receivers in this draft. One of the best talent profiles, Lavishka Chenault. Sure. They want to put him in the backfield like a Randall Cobb back in the day with the Packers for a couple of plays. That's fine by me. Like Tyreek Hill does once or twice a game. That's fine by me. It's not going to blow up Leonard Fournette's target share from last year. I don't expect that same type of role he had last year, but I don't think it's going to be anything dramatically different. Chris Thompson, he really scares you. Chris Thompson is scaring you at this point. No, not for me. So we start our draft with three running backs. Let's see what happens with the next pick. And ideally I would like to go wide receiver in that fourth round. All right. So let's analyze all the picks since a ton of picks just went since I'm picking second. So I got to wait a bunch of more picks to go all the way back around 20 picks or so. So a bunch of running backs go off the board. And this is why I like going three running backs in a row. Although there's some decent guys left, currently the top guys on my board in this order are Cam Akers, Kareem Hunt, and Mark Ingram. And I'm not totally against drafting one of them here since a lot of top wide receivers went. I might actually pull the trigger on that, but back to that in a second. Lots of running backs go. After I take Leonard Fournette, James Conner, David Johnson, Melvin Gordon, Chris Carson, Bell, Jonathan Taylor, Mostart, David Montgomery, and Singletary. So almost every single viable RB2 at least is gone. Again, there's a couple left that you can feel decent about, maybe two or three. But this is why I wanted to go and lock in Leonard Fournette, who I currently have as a borderline top 15 back. So on my team, I have the number two overall back, in my opinion, in my rankings in Saquon, but he's in the same tier as McCaffrey. And then two other top 15 backs. Wide receiver, fine. A bunch of guys did go off the board, but again, it is so deep as always. And right now I'm looking at the board. I don't want tight end. I don't want quarterback. Robert Woods is my wide receiver 12. He's still on the board and he's looking damn cute right now because the drop after that is to my wide receiver 17, which is Stefan Diggs. And then it starts to get closer to the wide receiver 20s. But I get to pick again in two picks. And look, there's loads of wide receivers left. If I take Cam Akers here in the fourth round, it might be a reach, but that's only because it says the fourth round. If it was the 5-2 and I took Cam Akers or Kareem Hunt, you'd be like, eh, that's not a bad idea. The only reason that I'm a little bit skeptical at not waiting, right? I can take Robert Woods here. I can get a wide receiver one, in my opinion, in my rankings. And then I'm almost guaranteed to get Cam Akers or Kareem Hunt two picks from now. But the guy who ended up taking Christian McCaffrey first overall went with both of the Bucks receivers, which was interesting, and Godwin and Mike Evans took Mike Evans really early at the 3-1 in my opinion, but he could very easily double tap running back here. And if he does, there's a decent chance he takes Kareem Hunt and Cam Akers. I think it's very unlikely that he takes both the guys that I want. Um, I think they're very close. I'm fine getting either of them. I prefer Cam Akers, but they're back-to-back. Akers is my 25th ranked running back and Kareem Hunt is 26. So they're back-to-back for me. So I think I'll end up going Robert Woods here because then after that, there's a pretty decent tier break. So just strategy-wise, you should always be looking at who is drafting after you. The fact that it's just one guy getting the double tap turn, he only has one running back. At least one of his picks will be a running back. I'm hoping he doesn't go two running backs. And then if he does, I'm really hoping he doesn't take the two guys that I want. So we'll go Robert Woods here. We'll get our first wide receiver. Again, a wide receiver for me, who is right now on my board as the best left, my 12th overall guy. I get him in the fourth round. I like that a lot. Robert Woods. Let's see what happens here at the turn. We can end up going with another receiver at my next pick, or we can just decide to take our fourth running back, which is my ideal start, depending on who's left. Alrighty, so he went running back, but he went Mark Ingram, one of the guys that I didn't want. Now, Mark Ingram was my next available after Cam Akers and Kareem Hunt, so that's fine. And then DK Metcalf, who's the guy I was looking at, goes off the board. So now I have a pretty difficult choice. I could take 
Cam Akers or I could take Kareem Hunt. I think I might go Cam Akers here. Look, I think both guys are fine options. You might think Kareem Hunt's a safer option. That's totally fine since Cam Akers is a rookie. No mini camp, no rookie mini camp, not an established starter on this team even, but I feel good about my running backs. Saquon Barkley, Todd Gurley mentioned earlier that they have pretty elite roles on their team with no real backups. And Leonard Fournette, in my opinion, based on last year's workload of 350 touches or so, I feel pretty good about his workload. So I feel like I could be pretty risky with my fourth running back. And Cam Akers, look, his floor might be a 50-50 committee with a combination of Malcolm Brown and Daryl Henderson. Based on his draft capital, based on Malcolm Brown being terrible, and the fact that they took Henderson last year and they didn't really think he fit the system all that well, hence them drafting Cam Akers. I feel good about Cam Akers, but I also don't feel too bad if he just completely busts because I have three guys ahead of that. So I'm taking upside here. Imagine if Cam Akers becomes this monster. Well, now I have Saquon and Cam Akers, and then Todd Gurley and Leonard Fournette, one of them starts to become trade bait at some point in the season for me. So uh, right now I'm going to go ahead. I'm going to take Cam Akers. Again, he's right there with Kareem Hunt. We get our fourth running back in five picks. And all that does for me now is secure running back. The next probably three to four rounds, I'm just going to snag wide receivers. So Cam Akers with the 5-2. I feel good about that. Let's see what the end of the fifth round does here. All right. So we're back around to my pick now. And at this point, not a lot of running backs go. So you can see the running backs really start to thin out. And this is where the receivers, as usual, go off the board in a wide range in the fifth and sixth round. At the end of the fifth round, after I took Cam Akers, only Kareem Hunt went after that in the fifth round. Only two running backs in the sixth round, a bunch of rookies and DeAndre Swift and J.K. Dobbins. Lots of quarterbacks went. Deshaun Watson went third in this draft. Then Kyler Murray and Dak and Russell Wilson run. They all go within a, a six picks of each other. But a ton of receivers go. And I was really hoping a guy like maybe Terry McLaurin would drop to me at my pick. He goes pretty early. I was hoping maybe even a guy like DJ Shark, a Cortland Sutton, somebody as my wide receiver too would drop to me. But that's fine. We'll piece together wide receiver two with a bunch of other options. So I want wide receiver here. I'm looking at Devontae Parker. I'm looking at Jarvis Landry. I know what I'm getting in Landry. I'm getting a lot of security. Even Julian Edelman for me right now is somebody that I'm really considering since the Cam Newton acquisition. And you're crazy. You're a crazy person if you don't think Cam Newton is the starter on this team. Sure, they got to see him play in, in practice and whatever else. He's the starter on this team. Uh, former MVP, top 15 quarterback if healthy. And I'm going to assume that he is healthy. But Devontae Parker is a guy that I don't really like. He's my wide receiver 27. I know what he did last year. Preston Williams is back. Mike Gusecki takes a step forward and just uh, up in the air quarterback situation of when is Tua going to come in? And if he does come in, is it Rocky to start? Who is his number one guy? Is Devontae Parker? Are going to continue to put up huge numbers after taking years to break out. Maybe it was just Adam Gase when he was there, but I don't really know here. So I get more stability with Jarvis Landry, although that team might run a ton more. That team might just use tight ends a lot more, and that hurts all the receivers there in Odell and Jarvis. They should still get theirs, but the offense could change. And last year, we could go back and say that was his peak season in Cleveland. And then you go to Julian Edelman. So there's a lot of concerns at this point. So I was really hoping to get like a Terry McLaurin, somebody who I thought talent-wise was a monster. At this point right now, though, I think I can get two of these guys, right? I pick right now two times in the next four picks. I'd be happy with landing two of Devontae Parker, Jarvis Landry, Julian Edelman, and even Brandon Cooks if they all happen to go in these next three picks. The guy that I probably want the most as my wide receiver two next to Robert Woods is Jarvis Landry for a little bit of security there. So I'm going to go with Landry over Devontae Parker and we'll see who falls to my next pick. Again, I want to go receiver there as well. So Devontae Parker goes to pick right after me. So maybe if I would have went Parker, he doesn't go Landry and I end up getting it, but hindsight's 2020, right? So I end up going there. That leaves me now with Will Fuller, Julian Edelman, Brandon Cooks, Christian Kirk. I think right now I'm going to go with Julian Edelman. I feel pretty good about Julian Edelman now that he has an actual uh, quarterback that I want to actually pair him up with still coming out of the slot there. Probably the guy that you trust the most if you're Cam Newton. So I'm going to go Julian Edelman. And at this point, Julian Edelman is my wide receiver three. So I feel really good about my wide receivers. I obviously feel great about my running backs. We're only in the seventh round. So my eighth round picks probably going to be a wide receiver. My ninth round pick, depending on what's left on the board at tight end and quarterback, that could also be a wide receiver. So I just want to load up some wide receivers, then get our tight end and quarterback in around that nine to 11 round range and then finish up the draft with a couple of running backs and or receivers. All right, so we're back in my pick at the 8-11, the end of the eighth round, just to look at what happened in the whole seventh round after my pick of Julian Edelman and most of the 
eighth round. What you started to get was a couple more quarterbacks go. And I don't know what people's fascinations still are with Drew Brees. I get how good he was accuracy wise last year, but there's so many guys that would rather have ahead of him. Drew Brees right now is outside my top 10 quarterbacks. Guys that still are on the board at the quarterback position. Josh Allen has somehow fallen to the eighth round. I don't normally take quarterbacks, but I'm about to pull the trigger on Josh Allen since he's my seventh overall quarterback. Matt Stafford, Carson Wentz, those are three guys that are in my top 10 that currently are still on the board because people wanted to take Tom Brady and Drew Brees ahead of them. Guys who I have outside the top 10. I get it. You guys love your old quarterbacks. You love the narrative of the the weapons that Tom Brady has and Drew Brees being so great all these years. But other quarterbacks enter this league and just get better than them from a fantasy perspective. Whether it's rushing upside, which those guys don't provide, or just going to have more passing volume overall, maybe like a Matthew Stafford and a Matt Ryan. It's a pretty interesting decision. I normally don't like to take quarterbacks. And Josh Allen's still on the board, who has massive upside to be a top three, top five quarterback due to his rushing upside. But guys like Matt Stafford, Carson Wentz, even Cam Newton, Daniel Jones, these guys are still all on the board. And I'm fine with any of them being my quarterback one at this point. So I'm looking at the board. I can get one of those two guys, right? I can get a top quarterback in the ninth round if I wanted to, or even wait yet again. The guy after me does not yet have a quarterback, so he might snag Josh Allen at the eighth pick. I don't really care too much about it though. The fact that he's still on the board in the eighth round makes me want to take him, but there's so much value out there right now at the wide receiver position. I can get with my fourth wide receiver pick, a Marvin Jones, a Christian Kirk, right? One of these types of guys, even Jamison Crowder is still on the board. So I think I might go ahead here and take Christian Kirk, who I'm very high on. And if Josh Allen does happen to fall to the ninth round, that's fine. If he doesn't fall, don't tell me, oh, you could have had him and then taking Christian Kirk because I I value right now Christian Kirk more than Josh Allen. I value that wide receiver more than the quarterback. Maybe I'm wrong for that. I do think this is the spot where I'm very tempted to take Allen, but I just rather have Kirk. I take Christian Kirk there. Now we have four running backs and four receivers. Now we cross our fingers and really we don't cross them too much because honestly, if Marvin Jones falls again, I might just take Marvin Jones over Josh Allen, but let's see who falls here and who's taken in these next two picks. So he goes back to back running back, which now means three running backs in a row by snagging Matt Burita, who is my best available left and Tevin Coleman, who was my second or my third best available left after Tariq Cohen. So I still don't need any type of a a tight end yet, at least in my opinion, not a lot have gone off the board, but I'm looking at this right now. And I think, you know what? I might just take him in Josh Allen. And it's not so much as that I want Josh Allen. I'd rather get Matt Stafford in the 10th round. I'd rather get Carson Wentz in the 10th round, but based on the quarterbacks that have gone off the board, there's no guarantee that Josh Allen definitely isn't going to make it back around to me in the 10th pick. But there's also no guarantee that guys like Matt Stafford and even Cam Newton and these types of players and the Carson Wentz, who I value a lot more than a lot of other quarterbacks. There's definitely no guarantee that these guys are on the clock come my 10, 11 pick, which is almost 20 picks away. So I'm just going to go here. I'm going to go ahead. I'm going to take Josh Allen. I literally just got a notification from Roto World on my phone right now. I don't know if you can see this. You probably can. It says, uh, thoughts, though Josh Allen should be money in best ball, investors in regular redraft leagues should secure strong QB2 insurance. So what do I do now? Is that a sign? Should I be taking Josh Allen here if I need strong QB2 insurance? I'm going to get that anyways, obviously. So we're going to go ahead here. We're going to snag us some Joshua Allen. Again, I honestly prefer Matt Stafford at the ADP and even Carson Wentz. There are right now, Matt Stafford's my ninth and Carson Wentz is my 10th ranked quarterbacks. I'm just not secure that I actually get an opportunity to even draft them. And then I don't want to be stuck with potentially having to take like a Jared Goff or Jimmy Garoppolo as my QB1. I don't I don't even hate that, right? If you get a strong QB2, but I don't want to have to do that if right here, I can just go ahead and draft one and snag one. We're now entering uh, the 10th round, the double digit rounds of the draft. We'll start to finish this up here. Let's see what happens at the end of the ninth round. All right. So we're back at the end of the 10th round and Carson Wentz, Aaron Rodgers, and Matt Stafford all go off the board. I could have probably had one of them since Josh Allen would have likely gotten taken by one of those teams. But anyways, I don't know which one I would have rather had. So I feel comfortable with that pick in Josh Allen. Some guys go off the board that I was looking at, right? Those quarterbacks, obviously um, nothing really major at wide receiver. Like Marvin Jones fell way too far at the 9.9. I didn't think I was going to get him anyways, but that's a good pick there. Crowder went one pick before me at 
at the 10-10. Jameson Crowder, if you took him in like the eighth round, I would have said that's a fine pick. In the seventh round, I don't think you're reaching too much, maybe a little bit, but yeah, the fact that he dropped to the end of the 10th, I was going to snag him, but he ends up going there. So my roster currently sets up as having four running backs, four receivers, and a quarterback. I obviously need a tight end. I'm looking at my tight end rankings right now. Right now, my overall, my number 10 tight end left, my best available is Mike Gusecki. Number 11 is John Smith for me. I'm a very big John Smith fan and a Gusecki fan this year. So yet again, the guy who's picking after me does not have a tight end. Unless we're in a world where the very few percentage of the time that this guy takes two tight ends and both of them happen to be John Smith and Mike Gusecki, who I'm definitely higher than consensus on. So that would be a very rare occurrence. I'm just going to wait till my 11th round pick and just snag whichever one is left over. If both of them are left over, it's a tough decision for me because I think both of them have top five tight end upside. I actually think John Smith's ceiling is higher than Gusecki's, but I have Gusecki rank one spot higher based on my projections. So um, what I'm going to do right here is I already have four running backs that I like. The best available right now for me at the running back position is Duke Johnson. And then it's a pretty big drop off to Boston Scott, but I just rather have what's available at wide receiver in my opinion. So best available for me right now at wide receiver in this order, John Brown, Preston Williams, Anthony Miller, and Justin Jefferson. Right now, our receivers already are Robert Woods, Jarvis Landry, Julian Edelman, and Christian Kirk. So I would say we don't have a ton of like high upside ceiling type receivers in any of those names, but I think all of them are pretty stable and consistent producers. I think another guy that potentially has a high ceiling, but coming off of an ACL tear after being an undrafted free agent last year uh, is going to be Preston Williams. He's right there for Anthony Miller for who I want to take at this pick. I think I'm going to side with Anthony Miller though and just bank on that upside. Him finally being healthy. First two seasons battled a shoulder injury. Second half of the year was a number one receiver on the Bears ahead of Allen Robinson. So we'll go Anthony Miller there and then we're going to snag whichever one of these tight ends falls to us. If they both fall, we're going to have a pretty tough decision. So I'm hoping this guy takes one of them and he doesn't. He doesn't even take a tight end yet. He's really waiting on tight end. So he goes Daniel Jones. He finally takes his quarterback. So that makes sense. I probably could have looked at that and said he's probably not taking two tight ends here ever anyways nobody should do that I guess I don't hate the decision to go back to back there if somebody falls but he did need a quarterback he takes Justin Jackson uh the potential number two battling with Joshua Kelly I'd assume he has the lead over Kelly uh running back behind Austin Eckler so now I need a tight end or I can just go Preston Williams and load up even more but the fact that I don't want these tight ends to slip since I have two nice options here Jonu Smith and Mike Gusecki. I'm going to go Gusecki here because I think there's an off chance that John Smith falls since a lot of guys drafting after me have already taken at least one tight end. I think pretty much everybody except two players has taken a tight end already. I'm going to snag some John Smith, Jared Cook, Austin Hooper still on the board. Hooper's my 13th overall. Jared Cook is my 18th. I'm not high on either of those guys this year. So uh, Mike Gusecki, we take here former Penn Stater. Shout out Penn State. We already got Saquon, former Penn Stater. We're looking good right now. Let's see what happens in the final rounds. I only made this one 12 rounds, only like four bench spots. Normally I would have like six to eight to 10 bench spots in a lot of my leagues, but since it's a mock draft, I don't want this to be that long of a video. So let's see, we're going to only have one pick left. That means, um, and I'll probably just go with what's best available at the wide receiver position based on this draft. We got sniped two picks before Preston Williams. I thought he might fall all the way back around. Now, John Smith is still on the board. So if this was like a 20 round draft, I might just double tap tight ends with Mike Gusecki and John Smith, two guys who I think right now I've ranked as top 12 tight ends, tight end ones this year, and just be done with tight end and feel good about that. But it's only 12 rounds. It's a mock draft. So I don't want to go back to back tight ends. I right now have I believe four receivers, four running backs, a quarterback, and a tight end. I'll probably get another receiver here. I was looking at a couple of guys and they all went off the board. Justin Jefferson, Deshaun Jackson, Michael Pittman, I was really staring down and then Preston Williams. So a lot of guys go off the board here. I already have Julian Edelman. So the idea of going out here and taking a guy in Nikhil Harry is not as appealing to me anymore. It's not definitely like 100% off my radar. When I'm looking at running backs, nothing's left. Like I don't want Adrian Peterson. I don't want guys like uh, Naeem Himes. Actually, Naeem Himes got drafted. So I don't want any of these guys left. Giovanni Bernards. I think wide receiver is going to be the option here. And if it's not wide receiver, it's just John Smith. It's as simple as that. So I'm looking at it. Best available receivers, Sterling Shepard, Nikhil Harry, Mike Williams, 
Sammy Watkins, Denzel Mims is still on the board. So some guys that I do like, I like Nikhil Harry. Based on that, we already have Julian Edelman though. I don't really want to get Nikhil Harry. You're kind of edging yourself out there at that point. I think Cam Newton is still on the board if you wanted to get two guys there. You know what we're going to do here? I probably, yeah, actually I'm going to go ahead and do this. Honestly, if this was a real draft, I would still take Antonio Brown here. It's not too early. If anything, it's too late. Antonio Brown right now in my rankings is my number 60 overall wide receiver, which is probably higher than a lot of people's rankings. And this is with him obviously still as a free agent, but every single day I see more news on him. He's currently number 148 in my top 150. So I have him in my top 150 currently, which means that if you're in a 12 team draft, you're going to be drafting him right around the pick I just took him at. I just took him at pick 143. He's my 148th overall pick. But tomorrow it can come out that he's signing with the Bucks or he's signing with Seattle, some of the rumors already, and he's automatically then like a top 100 pick, right? Depending on where he signs. If he signs in Seattle or the Bucks, there's two other good receivers there, but he becomes automatically a top 150 pick, top 100 pick even. So I take Antonio Brown. I bank on the fact that he's probably going to be on a roster by the time the season starts based on the rumors that we're seeing right now and just a pure talent ability and time heals all wounds, unfortunately for some people. So we'll see what ends up happening with him, but I'm fine taking him in the last round of drafts right now. And honestly, if this was a deeper round, I'm fine taking him in the 12th round of drafts, even if there's like a 20 round draft. For those who always like to see, Bershawn Perriman was the last pick in this year's draft in this mock draft right here. So my battery on my laptop is getting very close to dying. I don't know why it always does this, but to ensure we don't lose this video, please do hit the like button hit the big old subscribe button, get the draft guide, which is going to be linked up down below as always. $10. Thank you to Monkey Knight Fight. Appreciate those hardworking people over there. This is my full draft. You can see it. The second pick right here. Really don't want to lose this video. So I'm just going to say it. That's the draft. You can screenshot. You can look at it. Saquon, Gurley, Leonard Fournette, Robert Woods, and Cam Akers were the first five picks. We then went Landry, Edelman, Christian Kirk, Josh Allen, Anthony Miller, Mike Gusecki, and AB Antonio Brown. So thank you for tuning into this one. Check out the draft guide. Leave a review on the podcast for a chance to win $50. Pretty good chance to win as well. All that stuff can be found down below the draft guide hit the like button and subscribe button reach out to me on twitter with any questions you might have my name's sal appreciate you all for tuning in and peace out gang